What's up, guys? Rick here with the top six golfers that you should be working very, very hard to draft to your fantasy golf team in 2023. If you want to join the hundreds of others that are playing season-long fantasy golf, there is a link in the description to a Google form. You fill it out. It puts you on the interest list, and then I email out information on how to join leagues and match people up with leagues that fit them. So uh, we've already got hundreds of people playing. Drafts have already begun. So go ahead, sign up for that, and I'll follow up with some more communication. But without further ado, the six guys that I'll be very heavily drafting this year. Number one is Tony Finau. Uh, what we have seen from Tony over the course of the past couple of years is nothing short of amazing when it comes to fantasy golf. He was the second highest scoring fantasy player last year in qualifying starts. So that just means the Sony to the BMW championship, no match play, no Zurich classic, a standard fantasy season. He scored 1,416 fantasy points. It was second to only Sahith Tagala and Sahith did it in five more starts. So Tony Tony Finau has, was not only great in 2022, but he has been great essentially year over year. If we look at his production um, from 2017, 2018, 29, I mean, just the last six years where I have data, he has been a prolific point scorer. 1,400 points in 2017, nearly 1,500 in 2018. He hasn't really had a down year. And during this six-season stretch, no golfer has scored more fantasy points than Tony Finau. A couple of caveats here. All of those great results uh, do not even count his Houston Open victory. Uh, the fact that he is now entering a season with the best advanced metrics that we've ever seen from him, uh, now maybe with a little more win confidence, maybe some expectations of playing well at major championships, it's just really, really likely that Tony Finau has another great fantasy season. And when you compare him to the rest of his kind of high-end peers here, which I'll do now, and you got and you look at terms of averages, he plays a lot more than a lot of these guys. So Finau played 19 qualifying events. Cantley played 16, Scheffler only 17, Xander only played 15, Rory only played 14. So you're gonna get a lot of Tony Finau and you're gonna get a lot of production from him. If you want to look at the the star, the starter rating, so if you're a star week, if you have a star week, that means you finished inside the top 10 percentile of fantasy point scores that week. If you were a starter, that means you were in the top 50%. If you were a scrub, that means you were in the bottom 50%. Tony Finau had six star weeks. Again, doesn't include his win in Houston. That was not a qualifying event. And he averaged a, a percentile finish of 73rd, the 73rd percentile. Obviously, the higher, the better here. So you look at some of the other guys like Jordan Spieth, who was in the 67th percentile. You look at um, Cam Young, who was in the 71st percentile. He was better than those guys produced a ton of fantasy points and overall I have him believe it or not as my third ranked golfer behind just Rory McIlroy and John Rahm based on volume based on expectations going into the new year and what I think he's going to be able to produce for your team. Next up is Patrick Cantlay. I have him as my fifth ranked golfer overall, and I think he is being drafted uh, much lower than that, uh, worse than that, right? Closer to the end of the first round. And I understand the hesitancy around Patrick Cantlay because there's nothing that he does that that is sexy. His major championship uh, record hasn't been very good, but from a fantasy scoring perspective, 
there's basically nobody better, right? So last year, 2022 season, he was tied with Scotty Scheffler for the most average fantasy points, 79. He did it over the course of 16 starts. And when you look at the upside, uh, it's elite level stuff here. So Scotty Scheffler goes off and has what? Four victories, wins the player of the year, uh, sets the all-time money earned record. And it's Patrick Cantlay who scored as many fantasy points as him. It's Patrick Cantlay who had as many star weeks as Scotty Scheffler. Both of them tied for the most star weeks of anybody on the PGA Tour. Here's Cantlay's results. 11 out of 17 starts, he was in the top 10% tile, percentile, 10th percentile of fantasy scores. 11 times out of 17 starts. Nobody had more star weeks than he did. On average, he finished in the 80th percentile. That was the fourth best on tour last season. And the three guys above him, McElroy, Rahm, Scheffler, all had fewer starts. So you're not getting an elite level of um, of, of, of volume of number of starts for Patrick Cantlay. But what you are getting is that when he does play, it's going to be ridiculously good. Um, if he improves anything on his major championship record, you're going to get kind of high upside there. You know, every time that you play him, um, and you can run him out every single week, you've got a lot of high confidence there. Again, this doesn't even include Zurich. It doesn't include what he did at the, at the Shriners, which was a runner up finish. That's not a qualifying event. So the, it could actually be better than the outcome, than the results that I'm showing you right now. So Cantlay, my fifth-ranked golfer, he's being drafted lower than that, someone I'm very high on for this year. Tom Kim is up next. I've done a couple of drafts so far. Tom Kim is dropping to like the third round, which is pretty crazy. I actually have him ninth overall. And this is a ranking that... I, I certainly think is debatable. I, I have no problem debating this. I have no problem um, seeing that this could be a very volatile golfer. So Tom Kim, statistic-wise, absolutely elite golfer. If you want to look at the approach play, you're going to find a guy who's gaining over a stroke per round over the course of like his last 50 rounds. If you're looking for a guy who has putting upside, uh, like the 12 and a half strokes he gained putting at the Wyndham Championship in route to victory, or the six strokes that he gained at at TPC Summerlin in route to victory. Like that is all there. When you look at the fantasy production, um, you're going to find a golfer who averaged the 72nd percentile in only 10 starts, uh, three star weeks and one right on the cusp. So we can kind of give him credit for, for four out of 10 star weeks. There was only two weeks in which he uh, was a scrub. And now you're going to get him for the first full season of being, what, 20 years old, 21 years old. Is this guy going to play a million times? Is he going to be the new Sungjae where he tees it up 24 times and you get an opportunity to get maybe a win or two or he contends a lot? If what we have seen from Tom Kim over the course of his first dozen or so PGA Tour starts is even remotely close to what we're going to get in a, the first full season, he's going to be a, a, an absolute all-time fantasy scorer, right? I, I understand we might not get that, but I believe the upside is worth it. I have Tom Kim ranked much higher than a lot of the ADPs that we're seeing early in this in this 2023 drafting season. I'm getting Tom Kim every opportunity that I can get. Next up is Taylor Montgomery, and depending on what site you're playing on, depending on what you're using for rankings, he might not even rank 
right? And you might not have, not, not have enough starts. He only has the stuff from the fall. So if you're looking at last season's results, you're not getting much for Taylor Montgomery. Here are two drafts that are going on right now. This draft, he went in the, the end of the third round. That's overall pick number, let's see, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. And then in this one, I got him as the first pick of the fourth round. I have Taylor Montgomery uh, overall number 15 uh, because there's a lot of good things to like about his ability to finish inside the top 15. Look at these results from the Fortnite Championship to the RSM Classic. That's seven starts this fall. I think he played all but two events. I think it was every event that he qualified for. He had six top 15 finishes. Go back even further to his Corn Fairy stuff. Um, add four more to that. So we are talking about what? 11 of his last 12, if I do that math right, where he finished inside the top 15. He's a great driver. He's a great putter. If he is a plus player around the green and on approach. It's going to be a huge, huge year for Taylor Montgomery. And again, I think he is going to play a ton, right? This is volume now, right? Once we get out of some of the guys that are just absolute must-starts every single week, we're going to turn our attention a lot to volume, and that is what Taylor Montgomery is going to offer you. So he's slipping to the end of the third, the start of the fourth round. I would be thrilled to take him at the end of the second round. Again, I have him as the 15th overall golfer. I have him right in front of Will Zalatoris, right? There's question marks about Will Zalatoris in the back and all that other stuff. And how much is he going to play? I think if we just go on pure total fantasy points score, Taylor Montgomery's probably going to score more than Will Zalatoris. It's because he's probably going to play six more times or seven more times or eight, depending on Will's, when Will Zalatoris comes back. So um, this is a, a really good opportunity to get a young guy with a lot of upside. If he wins, my goodness, watch out. Taylor Montgomery, I'm drafting every opportunity I can get. Next up, Sahith Tagala. The two live drafts that I have going on right now, he has gone in the middle of the third round on both of them. Three, four, and 3-6. So that's where his ADP is kind of hovering. I have him as basically the first pick of the third round. So it's it's close, but I still have him valued uh, higher than where he's going right now. 17th overall for me. And there's a chance that I'm even low on Sahith here. So the, the, the cat's kind of out of the bag at this point. Um, he was the number one fantasy point scorer last year by a wide margin. He scored nearly 1,700 fantasy points. The gap between him and Tony Finau from one to two was the same gap from two to 42. Brandon Wu or 48, I don't know what number. It's 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 a ton, basically 50. And it's because of not only great play, but it's from, it's from volume here. He played 24 times, 24 qualifying starts uh, over the course of just that Sony Open to BMW Championship. He is going to have some bad weeks, but I think if you run him out there enough, seven weeks as a star, you're going to be very, very excited. There is a, there is a chance that we learn over the course of the next couple of weeks and months and whatever, like that stars are going to be overvalued in this format because they're not going to play enough. And that if you take guys like Sahith and you're not going to have to take them in the first round or second round Sahith, or if you get a Brian Harmon like year from last year, that those are the guys that are actually going to win you your fantasy league. I'm not ready to kind of make that declaration yet, but there's a really good opportunity, especially when the gap of how much he's going to play 
uh, compared to the rest of these guys are. So these these weeks that are not major championships, basically every other week where you're plugging in Sahith and he's going to be like one of the top eight favorites, um, like that that is absolute good stuff there. And the season that he had last year was actually the second best season we've ever seen. Um, well, at least dating back to the last six years, which is when I've been when I've been tracking this. So Sung Jay's 2019 was better than Sahith in 2022. 24 starts, 24 qualifying starts, special, special stuff. If you get him anywhere close to that this year, he's going to be a great value. Finally, Hayden Buckley. Uh, I have him 33rd overall, which would put him about the first pick of the fifth round. Let's see where he's going in these two drafts. Kind of all over the place. So I took him as my first pick of the, oh no, I took him as uh, the last pick of the fifth round at the turn. I took him there. And then in the league where I did not take him and I definitely should have, he went in the middle of the eighth round. So you can get Hayden Buckley as a pretty good steal. Let, let's let's go deeper into this. So if you've been following along, what you like about Hayden Buckley is that he has an elite skill set. Look at this. He drives the ball beautifully right he's gained off the tee in every event dating back to the mexico open sometimes two three and even four strokes off the tee over the course of a single event he is capable of getting hot on approach and his putter is above average short game above you know it's it's fine what i think is really skewing a lot of the rankings is the way that his season started i mean it was horrible from the american express to the rbc canadian he missed more cuts than not i mean it was just absolutely horrific so when you go and look at the season long stuff hayden buckley doesn't show up until the 125th ranked golfer in terms of average fantasy points but if we just start looking at this from the u.s open on of golfers with at least five starts five qualifying starts in that time frame hayden buckley was 27th he was better than Scotty Scheffler on average after the U.S. Open last year. Does that shock you? Does that surprise you? He's better than Sung J.M. Um, who else? He was better than Aaron Wise. He was better than Brian Harmon. Better than Scotty Scheffler. Does that surprise you? It's awesome. So I think what's happening is you're getting a lot of people who you know are looking at the full season, not really seeing what I think is is greatness coming out of Hayden Buckley. He's fall, I got him in the fifth round. He fell to the eighth in another. For me, he is the 33rd overall golfer, which would be the first pick of the fifth round. And honestly, after talking about this, maybe I need to move him up a little bit because he was the 27th best player after the U.S. Open last year. So uh, those are the six golfers uh, that I think you need to be targeting the most. Obviously, there's going to be other guys. You're not going to be able to get all of them based on based on their ADPs. But if you're drafting these guys more than your peers, I think you're doing great. Um, I'll release my full rankings here as, as soon as I can. I've got everybody from 1 to 100 ranked. Obviously, only 96 are going to be on a roster for this year. But uh, hope you're enjoying this. If you are, hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed. We'll continue to rock out fantasy golf content for next year's season. Season long fantasy leagues. Best of luck, and I'll talk to you guys soon.